World War COVID. Notes before the Second Civil War, 3. Just whose presidency was stolen? During the presidential election of 2016, both parties had to carry three states or lose, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Republicans and Democrats gerrymandered voting districts as lopsidedly as the Supreme Court allowed. But I'm going off topic, see later. State-level gerrymanders just promote crooked state officials, insane legislation, or none, and terrorized voting station volunteers. As for the presidential election, it was best defrauded by the Electoral College. At least until now. Before 2016, all three states polled as Hillary Clinton victories. Trump won all three. Already polled ahead by 3.5 points in Ohio, Trump won there by 8.1 points. Clinton polled ahead by 3 points in Iowa, but Trump won there with an incredible 13-point lead. Appointed FBI Director by Obama, James Comey announced the investigation of a Clinton email fumble 10 days before the election. His announcement shifted several percentage points of undecided electors Trump's way, pushing him closer to a victory contrary to the polls. Once that announcement had served its purpose, the FBI dropped the charge for lack of evidence. Comey should have shut his fat mouth pending sufficient evidence, per standard FBI protocol. In another incident March 2016, Russian intelligence fished emails from Clinton campaign officials. They got access to the messages of over 100 of her co-workers. The FBI did not report the crime at the time, it has mudded that evidence since. Those emails must have included details about deep purple electoral districts in purple states. Neither Republican red nor Democratic blue, they could go either way. If one party could win all those special districts, some by just a few hundred votes, it might obtain all the state's electoral college votes without needing the state majority. Those districts therefore drew special attention from both sides, more grassroots campaigning by Democrats, more MAGA Republican rallies and unspecified outside interference by not-so-covered allies. Trump won all the toss-up districts in key states. They were mandatory without exception for him to win. If he didn't cheat, he had a 50-50 chance to win each one. He won them all. While the 2016 Wisconsin vote recount found nothing fishy, those in Pennsylvania and Michigan were cut short by judicial decree. Most of the 50 states never got a recount, despite election returns way off from polling predictions. It was the pollsters' fault. Each of them got four years of state-of-the-art research wrong. Trump was much more popular than his electors admitted. They were too embarrassed to admit to pollsters they favored such a viper. Subjective bullshit journalism to cover unbelievable statistics. Trumpoids filed many appeals and recounts after the 2020 defeat, whether he lost that state or not. His royal narcissism should have won many more votes everywhere, his election was obviously stolen. The paid media and beltway bureaucrats have repeated his lies a thousandfold since, despite zero evidence after countless hearings. Trump's loss to Biden was about as fair as American elections get. Repubs and Dems had good reason to keep elections mostly honest up till then. No longer. We should exclude Gore's 2000 surrender to Bush the lesser, based on the recount of a few hundred extremely questionable returns, so 0.000,01% of the Florida vote. Gore won a national majority against Bush, and lost, Clinton won it against Trump, and lost, Biden did too against Trump, and won. Gore's win was blocked by a howling mob in Florida, the way they would shout down a little league softball score, then by the Supreme Court just as intransigent. The 2016 Trump upset didn't trigger the scrutiny Republicans demanded from Biden in 2020. On the contrary, no effort was made to evaluate the security of voting machines some of which produced no paper trail.
In some states, every election machine contractor was a Republican, as were their software programmers and all the officials supposed to monitor and pay for them. Later on, amateur hackers found they could break into old voting machines and manipulate their data with ease, especially with the help of expert outsiders. The press dismissed any hint of electoral fraud, based on slippery statistical regression analysis. Otherwise, deafening silence on this topic, despite daily, loving reportage of Trump's every political burp before and since. Everyone just let him win and washed their hands of his stink. The rich got their millionaires' welfare checks, democracy got sold down the river as slick as you please. Before the first civil war, this country locked itself into a system of legal slavery intended to spread everywhere and last forever. Chief Justice Taney and his court upheld slavery until he died mid-war and Lincoln annulled his noxious influence, supported by the masses but much less by the rich. What pro-chaos will arise during the next, 2024 election? Trump was simply crammed down our throat and no one choked up. Next time, we should expect to be deprived of an acceptable president for years to come, with all the blowback that entails. As of a decade ago, our Roberts Supreme Court could have dispelled this impending monster fantasy with fairy waves of its constitutional wand. They didn't bother. Their silence promises to lock this country into anti-democratic, un-American fascism. Will America have to learn this the hard way? Or will we regain the biblical footing God has gifted us up till now, to negotiate the blood-slick, body-strewn, soul-crushing mountain climb of democracy? Will Olympic pools of blood and bottomless wells of fear be called down upon our heads once again, to make the climb that much harder? Comment. Mark Mulligan at Comcast.net